Welcome to another episode of D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. Allison. Yes. So on August 15th, History 2000, 2018, mm-hmm. the first episode of this podcast arrived and we instantly blew up the charts. Yeah. We like peaked at, I think, 99 maybe on the, for like 10 minutes on the society and culture chart in Canada. Oh, no, in Canada, we peaked at like number 12 on the society. We peaked high in Canada. Oh, so we're basically like better than Old Town Road. We're, we're the Old Town Road of podcasts. <laughs> we are, but we did, we did peak at, no, I think we peaked at 99 on the American society and culture. So for five minutes, big five pat on whole the back minutes. for us. Yeah. Like we're breaking records left and right, or we mm-hmm. did break records left and right. Well, we're still breaking records because I think we break the record for the most ums, yep. likes, and you knows said in a 40-minute period. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure that we have broken the number, like the record for the number of emails where the subject line is just stop. No. No, we don't. We get lots of wonderful emails, actually. It's probably from me to you <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> Throw out your mic. <laughs> so happy first anniversary, Allison. Happy first anniversary. I was going to sing um, happy birthday like Marilyn Monroe, but I don't oh, want to get... can't afford that. No, also, I don't want to get fired from the only job I'm qualified for, so... But so it's been a fun year with making dick jokes with my podcast wife, which, ill. I can't <laughs> believe I said podcast wife. That's like when people say office husband. I know. Also, I want some alimony. <laughs> Wait. Can you get alimony from podcast husband? I'll give you the first anniversary gift, which is paper. <gasps> so I'm going to mail you a check for zero dollars, which is the profit of this podcast. And I'll just, my dumbass will be so excited I got a check. I'll be like, a check, a check, time to go to the bank. You're going to deposit it. You're going to go to check into cash. <laughs> Money Mart. So anyways, happy yeah. anniversary. Happy anniversary. It's been a very fun year. Here's to many more years. FYI, this is our last episode. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> so while we have made it to our first anniversary, yep. Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth will not make it to their first marriage anniversary. They will done. Mm-hmm. And it's messy, of course. Yep. But before we get to the messiness, I just want to go over the history of Miley and Liam. Oh, yeah, because there's a lot. you don't know. So they first met in 2009 on the set of The Last Song, Mm -hmm. which was based on a Nicholas Sparks book. So honestly, their love was meant to be. Mm -hmm. They were meant to be the romance of our time. So they dated during the filming, but didn't go public until 2010 at the premiere of the movie. Right. They broke up five months later, (laughs) but then quickly got back together. They got engaged for the first time in June 2012. And weren't they like something like 17 and 19 or something like wasn't it like something a, like it that. was like a very young engagement where you're like they were, okay guys i think maybe, yeah maybe like 19 they were yeah. teenagers mm-hmm. so in 2013 that's when miley began her whole shit era mm-hmm. you know with bangers yeah and liam reportedly didn't like miley twerking her unseasoned chicharrones everywhere <laughs> so they broke up mm-hmm. so from 2013 to 2016 miley went wild she came out as pansexual. She hooked up with Patrick Schwarzenegger and Stella Maxwell, who is now with Kristen Stewart. Yeah. That takes us to 2016. Right. When Miley and Liam got back together and she started wearing her engagement ring again. Right. 
That's also around the time when she said goodbye to her Hosha era and put out Younger Now. Right. Which was like, I don't know, like what, like Dollar Tree Hoku. How dare you? Younger Now was like um, Dollar Tree Leanne Rhymes. Really? No, it's Dollar Tree. What? Who's that one? That's, it was like kind of uh, country. Kaylee, Callie, Callie, Col- Colbert. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? Kobe Kayat. Is that? Yes, her. That's okay. what it is. Dollar Tree that. Mm-hmm. So she went all bohemian beachy and stuff mm-hmm. and barefoot. You know, so in November 2018, uh, Miley and Liam's house in Malibu burned down in the wildfires. Mm-hmm. And a month later, in December, they got married at their house in Nashville on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Cut to this weekend. Yep. <laughs> when they confirmed that they're done after like seven months of marriage. Yeah. Miley's rep said that they have decided to split and focus on their careers and will continue to co-parent all their animal friends together. Yeah, which they have like 20 of. At least. There's so many Noah's Ark up in there. Mm-hmm. They got a so, pig. Career must be Caitlin Carter's nickname because Miley has been focusing on Caitlin Carter's mouth and coochie lately. Uh, on the same day that we learned that Love is Dead, mm-hmm. paparazzi pics came out of Miley and Caitlin Carter kissing on a yacht in Italy. So if you're asking who Caitlin Carter is, that's a very valid question to ask because mm-hmm. honestly, nobody should know who Caitlin Carter is. But she is the blogger ex of Brody Jenner. So Caitlin and Brody Jenner were together for five years mm-hmm. and they announced their breakup earlier this month. They were married in Indonesia last year, but I'm putting air quotes around married because it probably wasn't legal. Yeah. Miley and Liam were neighbors with Caitlyn and Brody, so they were close friends. Mm-hmm. And now Miley and Caitlyn are real close. Ooh. But sources tell TMZ that the two only got together after they broke up with their dudes. Right. So it wasn't a Bob and Ted and Carol and Alice situation. So these sources say, but right. who knows? And I guess technically it would just be a Carol and Alice situation. Yes. So Miley and Caitlin, they uh, might be scissoring their heartbroken sorrows away mm-hmm. with each other, but a source says they're not putting a label on things for now. A source also tells people that Miley and Liam have been separated for months. That means like their marriage fell apart real quick. Well, post New Year's, a lot of stuff, a lot of things fall apart after New Year's. You're right. And that Miley tried to make things work and she suggested therapy, but he wasn't interested. That surprises me. What, that he wouldn't want therapy? Yeah, like it seems like he would be the one who'd be like, I want to go to therapy. And she'd be like, no, I want to go therapy this Coochie on. Coochie on Caitlin Carter's <laughs> yeah. face. Yeah, that's, so she ended things because sources say, Billy Ray, mm-hmm. that um, he, you know, he didn't want to really work on the marriage. Right. So Liam put out his own statement on Instagram after the Daily Mail Australia posted fake quotes from him. Mm-hmm. He only confirmed that he and Miley separated and said that he wishes her health and happiness and that it's a private matter and he hasn't made any statements to the media and won't. Right. Uh, Miley, on the other hand, has been posting pictures of her in the mountains, mm-hmm. like some sound and music shit, with captions about the environment. Right. So... There's more. <laughs> of course there is. Like, I can't believe we're spending this much time, but we're journalists. We have to cover the story from beginning to end. This is basically the Brangelina of our time. 
So yeah, we oh have to cover it. I know made made the universe strike that, me down for saying well, that. Well, that sums up our time <laughs> at this time. So okay, so after the kissing pics of Miley and Caitlyn came out, mm-hmm. Brody Jenner posted a pic on Instagram with the caption, "Don't let yesterday take up too much of today." So someone had Chinese food and read their fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. So then enter Brandon Lee. Yes. Brandon Lee is, is hot on, as hell. <laughs> is on the revival of The Hills with Brody. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's hot. It's very hot. Brandon is also the son of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Mm-hmm. So Brandon responded to Brody's post saying, let's round this scandal out and post a pic of us making out. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, I'm into it, but he obviously failed geometry because... That the way to round it out is for Brody to post pics of him making out with Liam. That's how you round this out. Sometimes hot doesn't equal smart, Michael. No, no, not at all. Yeah, mm. we'll 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 uh, forgive him for that. We will. Yeah, it's fine. So Miley responded to Brandon's comment with, "Go take a nap in your truck and cool off." Hashtag Hot Girl Summer. I guess that means like the saying "Hot Girl Summer" is officially dead. If Miley is using now. Sorry, Megan the Stallion. It's a yeah. cold lady autumn now. <laughs> she's using that shit. Yeah, it's it's done. Even though we still have like technically two months of summer left. It's done. It's done. It's like the groundhog. It's like Miley's like the groundhog singing shallow shadow. When Miley starts using the phrase, it's done. Yeah, no more six more weeks of winter. No. So, Michael, I have a question for you. Yeah. Are you, and I'm being completely serious here, okay? This is like a... This is like my Oprah moment. Were you surprised to find out that they were going to get a divorce? Because this is, I feel like that's where it's going. It's going to be a divorce. Oh, yeah. No, I was not surprised because she started to hoe out again a little <gasps> on Instagram. Yes. Started posting more pictures of her ass and... and So much underboob. Like, I yeah. feel like the second you start seeing underboob, that's like the universal symbol for like, I don't have, I don't have my husband anymore. My husband is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> Because, like, yeah, I follow on her Instagram, and it was, like, all of a sudden, you know, she's, like, promoting her album and blah, 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 whatever. And then it's, like, an ass cheek here, an under boob here. And then it's, like, her grinding against stuff. And I'm, like, mm. Yeah, that's when you know. Yeah, so, that marriage is dead. <laughs> Brandon Lee. I'm not done with Brandon Lee, Allison. I'm so okay with that. <laughs> he told E that he thinks Miley and Caitlyn are fake. They're faking it. Mm-hmm. And Brody Jenner has already moved on to Josie Canseco, who is the daughter of Jose Canseco. And it's like, Lord, like so many spawn of celebrities involved in this. The only person who's missing, by the way, because it feels like it's a lot of spawn of celebrities, but it also feels kind of like a lot of sort of Instagrammy, like millennial people have been dragged into this, I guess, with like Caitlin Carter. What I'm trying to say is this situation is missing Karuchi Tran. Really? It just feels she's like... She's not in that circle. I'm thinking like... Who I know, look, is she's, she's better than it. But what I'm trying to say is if that feels like a name, like Jordan Excuse Woods... Excuse me, she's on Claws with Niecy Nash. Yeah, she's I said... Ba- I, basically Hollywood royalty. Yeah, I said she's better than this situation. It would be like, who who who's an influencer? Olivia Jade? Fuck yeah, let's say Olivia Jade. Yeah. So you were surprised... I was because as like ridiculous as they are, the fact that they like get together and then five months later, they're broken up and then they get together again and then they call mm-hmm. up an engagement, like back and forth, back and forth. I honestly 
felt like they were going to have one of those marriages where they're married, but then like, it's like an open marriage, right? So like Miley's allowed to like hoe it up with whoever she wants. And Liam just gets photographed shirtless on a beach in Australia. And like, that will be their marriage for 50 years. I honestly thought that's what it was going to be, but I'm obviously very dumb. Well, okay. I'm going to get my thoughts since I obviously know them personally. Of course. I have my PhD in like relationship and or whatever. So I thought this after their second breakup, Mm -hmm. but see, I think Liam is traditional and wants a traditional wife, you know, who will raise the kids and won't post her ass on Instagram. And I think Miley is somewhat traditional, but she's also a hoe. And I say that as a hoe. So, yeah. And I think that bothers Liam. So that's like, so like I've always said that if you truly love me, love all of me, including the hoe, embrace the hoe. That's right. Be- that's beautiful. Yeah. Like what's this saying? If, um, if you love a hoe, let a hoe be a hoe. Yeah, I think, I think I, Keats. Yeah. I think Keats. Yeah. Said that. yeah, I think I saw that embroidered on a pillow at Joanne Fabrics last week. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think. Right, is going on. You're right. Like I think Miley's going to eventually settle down. She'll be a mom. She'll have a bunch of kids, and she'll still be kind of a hoe. She won't like marry anyone because she'll be like, you. She can't be tamed. Like she told us years ago, she can't be tamed. All right. Like, I really shouldn't be surprised. I'm an idiot. I thought that she could be tamed. She can't be tamed. She told me she couldn't be tamed. Anyway, point is, I think that, yeah, like, that will be her story. She'll be like Cher to me in whatever, 30 or 40 years. I can't oh believe God. I compared her with Cher. I'm, I'm deleting that. This I know. Is- well, it's been great, everyone. This is my last episode. <laughs> I'll see you all on the other side. So moving on from two people who say that they don't hate each other to two people who probably definitely hate each other. Um, so Taylor Swift is fighting with Kid Rock right now. Well, she's is, not fighting. He's she, fighting with her and she's probably like, who? She can't hear him of his sound of like, you know, the money coming in. Yeah, she's like, ba what to ba what? I've never even heard that song. So she, yeah, she doesn't probably know about Kid Rock calling her out on Twitter, but Kid Rock definitely knows who she is. So Taylor is on in the September issue of Vogue, which is the big one every year. And she's on the cover, obviously. So in Vogue, she talks about how, so for a long time, Taylor was not political. Like you would be like, who are you voting for? And she'd be like, I vote for cookies. Like she was like that kind of, like she wouldn't say who she's voting for. So I think a lot of people figured because she like came up in country music. Didn't want to piss off her fans. Didn't want to lose money. Yeah, exactly. Or part of me, like I kind of figured that she was like Republican but didn't want to alienate her like liberal fans. And it was all a mystery until last year when she endorsed a Democratic candidate in the midterm election. So she tells Vogue that she wanted to endorse Hillary Clinton 2016, but she couldn't because that was at the time where, you know, Kim Kardashian was calling her a snake and everyone was calling her a snake and like Taylor Swift is a liar. Right. So um, she said, you know, if I used or if I um, endorsed Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump would probably use that endorsement against Hillary. Like she would say, like, look at those two snakes, those two nasty women, all that. So she said it was better for me to keep quiet. And so she did. Like after that whole snake thing, Taylor kind of disappeared. So she, by saying that, though, she made it be known. Like she definitely voted for Hillary Clinton in the election and she definitely votes Democrat. So that. Yeah, she's been backing Democrat politicians. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so she's. And she's all pro-gay now, so 
Yeah, Taylor loves Yeah, so basically the she's going to be the new symbol of the Democratic Party. Is yeah. what we're saying. Goodbye donkey. Hello snake. Hello snake, exactly. So anyway, that that made Kid Rock really bad. So Kid Rock, real name, Robert James Ritchie, um, he tweeted out after Taylor's Vogue interview kind of picked up some steam. He wrote, Taylor Swift wants to be a Democrat because she wants to be in movies, period. And it looks like she will suck the doorknob off Holly Weird to get there. Oldest <laughs> move in the book. Good luck, girl. Signed, Kid Rock. <laughs> now we know what Kid Rock did to get cast in Joe Dirt. Yeah, exactly. He found a lot of doorknobs to suck off. Yeah, because that's the only explanation for that. Yeah, they were like, he, hmm, he's pretty dirty for this movie, but can he act? He's like, I'll show you how I can act. <laughs> Drop those pants, Holly Weird. <laughs> so anyway, Kid Rock is gross. And Taylor hasn't responded to him, obviously, but people online were really grossed out by it because what he, what he's implying, by the way, is that so Taylor kind of came out as a Democrat. She has cats coming out this Christmas and she's been in other movies before, but never in like a starring kind of role. But anyway, so uh, like Kid Rock is obviously a huge fan of Trump. In 2017, he visited the White House with uh, Ted Nugent, who is also disgusting, and Sarah Palin, who we all know who? Sarah Palin. I, oh my god, I totally forgot about her. I know. And Isn't I it... hate you for bringing her up, because I, I legit forgot about her. I know. It doesn't it sometimes, like, sometimes I'll go and look on her Instagram page, because I don't want to, well, I just don't want to think that I dreamed her away. Like, I was like, did I dream Sarah Palin? I'm like, no, she exists. That's she not a dream. That's a nightmare, honey. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, obviously, it goes without saying that Kid, there's holes in Kid Rock's assumption that Taylor Swift is... Also, Taylor Swift is rich. She doesn't have to suck doorknobs. I, also, I hate that I'm saying suck doorknobs. But she doesn't have to, like, resort to that. Like, she's rich. If she wants a role, she can just be like, hi, how much money to, for no. me to be in this movie? Well, for me, it's like, sadly, she's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Mm -hmm. She doesn't need to be a Democrat or, like you said, suck doorknobs to get into the movies. Mm -hmm. Like, you can say she's pretending to be a Democrat for her image, mm -hmm. and I might agree with you, but she's not doing it to get into the movies. And, like, that makes no... That's why he has a pebble... Kid Rock has a pebble brain. That makes no <laughs> sense. And sucking dick to get into uh, the movie Cats. Yeah, like... like I mean, no. although I totally suck dick to get into the Cats movie because it's going to be a masterpiece. But Taylor yeah. doesn't need to suck dick to get into the Cats movie. No, she's like the she's like the cat's unofficial mascot, like cats in general, the animal. Like, well, and she's a huge star. Like she doesn't. Yeah, they did need some. Uh, they needed some big names. They're like, yikes! They're like, is James Corden gonna bring in the put butts in seats? I don't know. No disrespect to James Corden, of course. Well, and also Kid Rock is full of shit because he's <laughs> came f from money. Yeah, like you kid see that picture making the rounds. Yeah. Yeah, Kid Rock's dad was like a car, like he only car, um, what is it called? A car real estate agent? What's it called? My brain just froze. What? Go like buy a, a car, car dealership? Yeah. A car had, broker? No, like he, car salesman. He was a car oh. salesman. Yeah, and a car dealership. I was trying to think. I'm so like, he owned the place like a car at? dealership. I think so. But he was like, yeah, he was a millionaire. He, he grew up in like, you know, uh, where's Philadelphia again? Pennsylvania. Pen I think he grew up in Pennsylvania. Anyway, the point is he did not grow up in Detroit. There's a picture making yeah. the rounds of his childhood. The house he grew up in, and it's this mansion with a tennis court. Yeah, it's like a little tiny mini spelling manor. Yeah, so he's like vanilla icing it by pretending to be 
poor hillbilly. Yeah. Also, his name is Robert Ritchie. That's basically Richie Rich's name. Oh, yeah. They're telling. Yeah. He's basically telling us with his yeah. real name. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, Kid Rock is completely... He's a, he's a dummy, though, too, because he's saying you have to be a Democrat to make it in Hollywood. But there's tons and tons of actors that are not only, like, Republicans, but Trump fans who yeah. are still getting work, by the way. Like, James Woods still gets work, which is John crazy. Voight? Yeah, John Voight still gets work. But it's always funny to me, like, when some Trump supporters talk shit about Hollywood, you know. Yeah. And it's like, bitch, you elected a reality star. Yeah. Like, stop. Yeah, don't make up cute nicknames about Holly Weird. Okay, so enough of Kid Rock and all that. So, multi-millionaire businessman and failed Canadian politician, Kevin O'Leary, also known as Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. He was on- Hold on. And Dragon's Den. I don't want Kevin O'Leary to forget his roots. Dragon's Den, okay. Mm -hmm. Was on CNBC's Make It. Right. So, Kevin is smart with money, of course- which is why he's got a lot of it. But mm-hmm. he admitted that he's dumb with money when it comes to food. Okay. So he says that he's on the road five days a week. And while on the road, he spends up to $1,000 a day on food alone. Mm-hmm. That adds up to $260,000 a year. He said that um, he had a very important breakfast meeting that morning and it cost him $200. I mean, $200 doesn't sound like that No, for fancy much. food? Yeah, it was like 200 bucks. That's like caviar and like an Egg McMuffin and like good coffee. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, that's if that, yeah. But, so, but still, when you add it up and you say like, tw- did you say $260,000 a year? Yeah. That's where it's like, yeah, that's a lot of money. So, but, so he says he always picks up the check because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to owe anyone anything so Mm -hmm. if you can go out to dinner with mr wonderful do it because he will pick up the check Mm -hmm. and he said he only eats healthy and well-made food and buys only good wine which is about two hundred dollars a bottle according to him i'm a bad example when it comes to how much i spend per month because i bet when i'm on the road all week five days a week i'm spending about a thousand dollars a day on food i know that sounds crazy about a thousand because I'm taking people out for dinner for business. I'm buying a great bottle of wine because I hate bad wine. A great bottle of wine is $200. I know this sounds crazy, but think about it. It's business for me. So I probably spend about $5,000 a week or $20,000 a month on food. I'm just being honest. Uh, go to Trader Joe's. Good wine will cost you $8. You're mm-hmm. welcome for that tip, Kevin O'Leary. Mm-hmm. So when you think Think about it like a thousand dollars a day is not that much since he's eating fancy. Mm-hmm. He's paying for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he's spending that on himself. Oh my god, Gwyneth Paltrow's like spitting it, his peasant ass. She's like, ew, gross. She's oh, like, poor. she's probably eating at Burger King. <laughs> um no, but like also he you have to remember too, that money probably also includes um tipping. Yeah, it includes everything, I think. So when you th- I mean it's a lot of money, but when you think about it. Like fancy business dinners with, you know, five people. It's not that much. We sound so like rich right now, by the way. We're like a thousand dollars is nothing. But meanwhile, it's like I. Well, when you think about it, I mean, it's a lot. But when you think about a fancy damn restaurant with a two hundred dollar bottle of wine, five people ordering whatever they want, and yeah, like, a tip, like you said, 
Yeah, like I think of somebody like someone like Drake. It's like when Drake wants to pretend he's like super rich. Well, he is rich, but when he wants to like show off that he's rich, I feel like he would spend like ten thousand dollars a day. Like he's he'd go to a steakhouse and on be a like, wine on the wine alone. Yeah, yeah. He he isn't on the on the water. He'd like <laughs> have it shipped in from the Alps. <laughs> So since Mr. Wonderful thinks he's some kind of politician type, Mm -hmm. he also had advice for us poors about dining out. He -hmm. said that we shouldn't spend more than 20% of our after-tax paycheck on dining out, and that if you're just starting out in your career, eat at home four to six times a week and spend only 10% of your bi-weekly paycheck at restaurants and bars. Oh my God. I love how he's like, if you're starting out, I'm like, that's... Still Everybody, have, yeah, that's still how I'm spending. Money. But like eating out is crazy expensive, even when you try to yeah. eat cheap. It's true. Yeah, like I went to um, I went to a Coney Island, uh, a thing called Ted's Coney Island in Michigan last week, and um, brag. But no, I went for dinner. I know, Mr. Mrs. Wonderful, is that you? Mm, I'm like, I paid four dollars for a toll so I could go for dinner. So don't talk to me about a thousand dollars a day. No, but I went to uh, this Coney Island dog place and um, it was like two Coney dogs and fries and a drink for like five bucks. And I'm like, that's incredible. Like, where else can you eat like that? But then once you started, once I started ordering more and then like tax and everything, I'm like, and the person I was dining with, it ended up coming to like 30 bucks. And like, like what I'm trying to say is there's no place where you can go. Remember when you were younger and you'd like go somewhere and it would come to like four ninety nine. No. I um, remember when I was younger, I would beg my mom, please take me to the Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. And she she would be like, uh, there's spaghetti noodles and ketchup in the kitchen. There's your taste of Italy. I mean, and I understand because if she took my sister and I and her, it would probably be like, 50 bucks, which back then was probably a $1,000. Yeah. Also, to be fair, Michael, I've been to an Olive Garden recently. You were better at home with the noodles and ketchup. How dare you? But you're very, you're true. Correct. You're telling the truth. And this is the part where Allison and I go for five stories, starting with Gwyneth Paltrow. So she, we already know Gwyneth Paltrow forgot or acted like she forgot that she was in Spider-Man Homecoming. She also acted like she didn't know who Sebastian Stan is. And Sebastian Stan was in Avengers Endgame with her. And recently, Marvel head uh, Kevin Feig told Empire Magazine that while shooting a big scene for Endgame, Gwyneth asked Samuel L. Jackson why he was there. So Samuel L. Jackson plays Nick Fury, and he was in Iron Man 1 and 2, which Gwyneth was in, Mm -hmm. and she did press with him for Iron Man 2. So she's got, like, Marvel Alzheimer's. Yeah, she does. Well, she obviously doesn't watch the Marvel movies she's in. So I guess if she wants to avoid this in the future, someone, maybe her assistant, could relabel the Marvel movies, like, get, like, her screeners or whatever, and just relabel them to say like anti-aging nutritionally yeast face mask tutorial and then she'll actually sit through it and the whole time you know she'll be like okay they've got to be getting to the face mask part soon like we'll just get through this story they'll get to it soon and like what i'm trying to say is you got to trick one to watch these movies obviously she still won't watch them no <laughs> but like i bet that sebastian stan samuel jackson and many of the other marvel actors aren't mad at her because they too like to pretend they were never in a movie with gwyneth paltrow and really who can blame them mm-hmm 
Olivia Jade, remember her? <laughs> She's one of the daughters that Lori Laughlin and Massimo allegedly got into USC by paying $500,000 to recruit her to get her onto a row team, even though she doesn't know a row from her ass. Is that a row? Is it the, what is the row? Is that the paddle? Uh, the rower. Is that a scuttle? Called? I think one's called a scuttle. Okay, you already know more than Olivia J does about rowing. No, a skull. A skull is when you row. She doesn't know her skull from her ass. Her ass. Oh my god, you can get into the you can get into USC with that. Knowledge. Call me USC. <laughs> so Olivia was also an Instagram influencer and YouTuber, but she's been gone for a while for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, she's back and posted a picture of herself on Instagram giving a double middle finger while wearing a Snoop Dogg t-shirt. She tagged the Daily Mail, Star Magazine, People, and other media outlets. So basically, she was flipping the media off. But it was like a sad excuse for a double middle finger because she had her thumbs out way too far. It was like, it was like a yeah. hang ten. Yeah, it was she like... can't even flip us <laughs> off right. Well, it was like when a little kid tries to give someone the finger for the first time and they kind of have that like thumb out for insurance to be like i wasn't giving you the finger i was trying to wave hello or i was trying to do hang 10 but what i'm trying to say here is she obviously isn't going to have like she all of her instagram sponsorships are like done so i don't understand what her plan is but the middle fingers kind of made me think that She's maybe trying to rebrand as an Instagram brat, sort of like Whoa Vicky or the Cash Me Outside girl. To which yeah. I say, we already have enough of those. We don't need well, any more of those. Well, like you said, like she's hard now. She's super she's hard. Like, she really showed us in that, you know, five hundred dollar vintage T shirt from Barney's and those mm-hmm. Prada booties and that half assed middle finger shit. And and she's doing it like in the garden of her mom and dad's multi million dollar home. So she she truly hardened us. And like, so I expect her to post a picture of her doing the whatever sign with her fingers, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, which is a rich white girl gang sign, pretty much, (laughs) while wearing like a stick on Swarovski teardrop tattoo. Watch out. (laughs) So Alanis Morissette gave birth to her third child with her husband, Soul Eye. She gave birth to a son they named Winter Mercy Morissette Treadway. Their other two children's names are Ever Imre and Onyx Solus. So Ever, Onyx, and Winter. They can be a goth pop group called Whoa. <laughs> they should. So Alanis is Canadian. And when I first heard that she named her kid Winter Mercy, I was like, that totally sounds like something a Canadian prays for in March. Winter Mercy. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It tr- yeah. That's such a dad joke. Anyway. Well, Speaking of dad jokes, yeah. like she named her son Winter during summer. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Oh, yes. It's our one year anniversary. <laughs> but so I good. really, I truly love her children's names because they sound like the title of an Enya album. Every single one. Mm-hmm. So, and when all else fails, if you can't figure out a name, just think, what is the title of the Enya album? What sounds like the title of an Enya album? There you go. Yeah, if when you get your kids together, if they don't sound like an Enya box set, game over. Exactly. So the takeout posted about something I've never seen before. Have okay. you seen this? Mm-hmm, I have. The pickle sandwich. So it's been around and people have done it, but takeout writer Kevin Pang made his own. He mm-hmm. took a giant pip- pickle sliced it in half, and then put corned beef, chopped liver, red onions, and horseradish in the middle. So basically the pickle 
is the bread. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a pregnant. Did you eat that while pregnant? That no, sounds like a pregnant lady sandwich. I'll tell you what I did eat while I was pregnant. Um, saltine crackers. And, and then I would cut up pickles. So I put like a pickle slice on it. And then I would squirt it with mustard. What you should have done is taken a big ass pickle, slice it like bread, and then, you know, crunch up the saltines, put that in with mustard. But you know what, though? Okay. With looking at that picture, Michael, like I am a pickle person. I love pickles. Just call me Snooky. So when you look at that picture, I love everything involved, but you can't eat it. It's impossible to eat that like a sandwich. Everything's just going to slide out. <laughs> it is. It's like it's, well, it's all gonna everywhere. drip all over your mouth. Yeah. Okay. You know what's a better idea? Pickle nachos. So cut up oh, all your pickle God. slices. Okay. That's a pregnant have... lady thing. Pregnant. I'm gonna go do it after we record. <laughs> I'm gonna go make okay, myself. Okay. So explain this to me. Okay. So cut up a bunch of pickles, right, in chip form, and then place them on a plate. Like have a big stack of them. How, however many you can handle, because they're very high in sodium. Yeah. And then. Take all your sandwich things, like let's say you want like corned beef or you want turkey or let's say cheeseburger, you want like a cheeseburger nacho moment. So then put it all on top and then use all those pickle chips like tortilla chips and then that way you get to pick them up and then basically you just like use them like a nacho. No, that's a no. You know why? Because... (laughs) See, I don't like sliced pickles any which way. Oh, well, there you go. Right well, I away. like my pickles whole because how else right. am I supposed to give the pickle a blowjob before eating it? Like, that's the best part. Yeah, you got sh- to And slicing it up your... ruins that. Okay, yeah. and finally, the blast got a hold of documents in Britney Spears' conservatorship case. Mm-hmm. And the documents state that when 2018 came to a close, her total assets came in at just under $60 million. I thought she was worth more, but... They say $60 million. She came out $2.5 million ahead of the previous year. So the docs also state that she made regular trips to Ralph's, which is a grocery store, uh-huh. Home Depot, spent $66,000 on household supplies, and made 80 trips to Target in one year. Yeah, that's a lot of trips to Target. Did you, were you able to break this down math-wise? Like how many trips to Target is that? That's like one per week. And then well, it's like seven, twice roughly, on weekends. It's like roughly seven times a month, right? Yeah, about that, I think. <laughs> but I want to know, I need to know the breakdown of that. I need to know whether she's going to Targets with Starbucks inside or Targets with the snack area to get popcorn and drinks. Because that's very both. important to me. Both. You think it was but both? To me, however you break it down, seven times a month or whatever... That's amateur hour, honestly. Like, I've probably been to Target seven times this week, and it's Tuesday. <laughs> so it's like 5% off with that red card. I'm there anytime. BH90210 premiered last week, and they're calling it a reboot, although it's not really a reboot. It's a, like a reimagining. Kind of. Feels very much like the comeback to me. Yeah, so what is... Yeah, so a mockumentary-ish. That's kind of what, yeah. You know, sort of-ish. Mm-hmm. So anyways, whatever it is, Fox is calling it a six-episode TV event. It stars most of the original cast of the original Beverly's 90210. Luke Perry isn't in it because he's in heaven, as mm-hmm. we all know, sadly. So it, it's been described as them playing exaggerated versions of themselves, which... It's barely. Bitch, that, wasn't, that wasn't exaggerated. No, the only thing that was, like, exaggerated was... 
their names. Not even no, they all had their original names. It was like yeah. the other characters' names. Like this is my this is my husband, Kevin. It's like you know his name was Dean. <laughs> yeah. If anything, like they toned it down. Oh yeah, they the exaggeration. They could have gone so, wild with it. Tori Spelling is broke with a bunch of kids and is doing a reality show to pay her debts, which, mm-hmm. true story. Mm-hmm. Jenny Garth is a bitch whose third marriage fails. Brian Austin Green is married to a woman more successful and rich than him. Mm-hmm. Although, although, mm-hmm. so BH90210, it didn't do bad in the ratings. So I think at this point, he's more successful than Megan Fox. Like, what is she doing? Uh, wasn't she doing lingerie ads for Fredericks of Hollywood? You're right. That, so that's... that's the peak of yeah. success. Mm-hmm. So Ian Ziering is married to a fitness model who is based on his real first wife, mm-hmm. Nikki Ziering. He's married to he's married to someone else now, but the wife in the show is based on Nikki Ziering. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Priestley is a director who takes himself too seriously and is married to a publicist who only cares about work. And Gabrielle Carteris is a grandma who is the head of the Actors Union, which she is in real life. Mm-hmm. And Shannon Doherty is a do-gooder that they all hate, but all the fans love. So mm-hmm. it's a documentary. It's not a mockumentary. It's a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> so in the first episode, Tori and Jenny are the only ones who are friends, good yeah. friends. And they all reunite at a 90210 convention in Las Vegas. They get drunk and hijinks ensue. Mm-hmm. So Jenny and Jason hook up. Gabrielle leses out with a lady fan who saw Andrea as like a lesbian icon, right? Also, I take such umbrage with that character because it was almost as though... Which character? The the bartender. The lady fan? That, yeah, the lady fan who had a huge crush on Andrea Zuckerman. So they, I feel like... When they had like the breakdown for that character, they just listed like every lesbian stereotype. They're like nose ring, chunky highlights. Um, oh, she oh, should wearing, be wearing a, a wearing flannel. A tie. Then. Oh, yeah. Was sorry. she wearing a flannel? No, she wasn't. Okay, so sorry. Okay. I should say like Hollywood's idea of it was like an L word stereotype. Anyways, I was just like, okay, this is a little much. We get it. Yeah, she had a chunky hair. So yeah. Ian finds out his wife is cheating on him. Mm-hmm. And Tori steals a dress from the show that was on display at the convention. So that's chaos. Mm-hmm. And then when they get back to L.A., Tori comes up with the idea to reboot the show. Mm-hmm. And that's how it ends. Yes. And what are your that's thoughts? the whole episode. Okay. My thoughts are, uh, how do I say this without making it sound like I'm making fun of it? It was, it, it was really good. Like, I laughed a bunch of times. And, like, I feel like I can't believe I'm going to say this because I obviously I hate on Tori so much. But um, I found that some of her joke, like some of her joke delivery was really good. I felt like she was very self-aware. I think everyone was extremely self-aware, um, which which helped it for me, because I was like, if you're going to do this show, you can't go into it being like, well, I don't want to go there with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it was like it was kind of brutal and um, brutal really well like it was brutal in the way that it was like like tori was like i'm broken my husband doesn't work and i was like yeah girl your husband doesn't work <laughs> like that's reality like i was like that's pretty she didn't try to church it up like she wasn't like my husband's a tv star in canada <laughs> i don't know i thought it was like really good i was i enjoyed it i'll say this i like want to watch the next episode well see I, I like. I really thought it was gonna be awful. Yeah. Oh, same. Same. I tr- I thought I was gonna hate it, and but I liked most of it. Mm-hmm. And I 
thought it was clever. And I really like that Tori's husband is played by her co-star from Mother May I Sleep With Danger. I, like, it's stuff like that where you're like, this is smart. Yeah, that was smart. And I fucking hated, 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 hated Kelly Taylor in the original 90210. But she was my favorite in this one. Yeah, I liked her too. I also, I love Jason Priestley. Um, because I feel like that's totally Jason Priestley's, like, um image in canada because he does so much tv in canada and like we kiss his ass like crazy which is we should he married to a publicist in real th- life i don't think he is i think a he might publicist be just married he cheated to a- on with jenny garth mm. <laughs> um i will say the only things that i didn't like about the episode are like nitpicky little things oh like, yeah i had a lot of those all right so my nitpicky things are um some people are really bad actors and i'm not gonna say who but some Tori. people tori's a terrible actress also, I'm not going to talk about anyone's faces. All I will say is that they should not have shot it in HD. They should have shot it in, like, low-res film, like how they shot the show. And I understand that they're going for kind of like a... That wasn't shot in low-res? <laughs> <laughs> because, it lo- see, the thing, it looked so cheap. Yeah. It's like, they didn't even try to make Vancouver, which is where they <gasps> shot most oh, of I it. Oh, I know, yeah. They didn't even try to make it look Las- like Las Vegas. No, there's, like, totem poles up and, like, fir trees and shit all over the place. Yeah, and the convention center where the 90210 con or whatever, mm-hmm. it was pretty much an abandoned mall. And that's the way it looked like. Oh, yeah, and all those extras asking questions in the audience, they're like, oh, I've got a question. Um, Do we know what Sean and Doherty's doing about these days? And they're and like, I'm from Las Vegas, from Nevada. There was a moose in yeah. the audience. Yeah, it's like, Arr. <laughs> um but also i had like problems with the hair i have a real problem with like tv set hair where they like um hairspray it to death and it doesn't move like tori looked like she was wearing uh like plastic hair and i know she doesn't have plastic hair she's got real Uh, hair she probably has plastic hair (laughs) maybe but also ian zeering's hairline oh his was awful i was like you don't blend it you gotta blend the hairline into the head you just have to he kind of looked like a um, action figure but in general like i said these are nitpicky things well i have two big things okay so my first is okay i know shannon doherty is going to be a bigger part in other episodes yeah. but as a diehard brindle walsh fan i needed her in at least 85 percent of this episode I, I can only take so much of tori's acting that i needed some brindle walsh so there needed to be more of that <laughs> and that luke perry tribute <gasps> it I mean, I mean, so, okay. The the text, the text, the typeface that they used at the end. I was like, oh god, what intern? So Tori and Jenny said on Today or whatever, like a show like that. I don't really remember that. There's Luke Perry tributes throughout the series. Okay, but they're subtle. Mm-hmm. And I mean, real like, subtle. I guess. Yeah, they're subtle, and there's like fuck effort. And like mm-hmm. you said, that was fuck effort. So it's like at the end of the episode it was the end, right? Yes, it was the very end. Yeah, Tori and Jenny are watching an old episode of 90210. And Luke Perry comes on the screen and it freezes. And, <laughs> and it says, I don't remember exactly what it says, but like, I, I our think it said friend. For our friend, Luke Perry. Luke, yeah, 1966 to 2019. Yeah. Did it say his. Did it say that? To 1966 to 2019? Anyways. It did, yeah. But that was it. Yeah, and it just, like, zoomed in and froze on his face, like, how they have Jonathan Landis did at the end of the Thriller video on Michael Jackson's face. Like, it just kind of slowly zoomed in and froze. It was it was a weird it was, choice. Well, it was 
like you said, it's like one of Tori's kids put that together in 15 seconds. Dean. Dean put it together in 15 seconds. Oh, then he then he's he's got some skills. <laughs> but it was like a 99 cent store in memoriam. And honestly, Luke Perry deserves better than that. Yeah, they could have done more with it. But you know what? Maybe Luke Perry is up in heaven right now and saying like, guys, that's all I wanted to be associated with it. Like I I was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like I went out with a real shebang-a-bang. So just throw me at the end of that episode. No, it's not good enough for me. Okay. <laughs> but, but otherwise, I liked it. I just, they just need to do a proper Luke Perry tribute and Brenda Walsh needs to be in every scene and then it'll be perfect to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. But overall, if you had to give it an, a rating from like A to F, what would you rate it? C. Four stars. C? Yeah, what would you give it? Oh my God. Such you a would... hater. I was going to give it like I'm a... not a hater, but I'm telling you, there was no Brenda Walsh. <laughs> that Luke Perry tribute sucked. Okay, well, if you could come off of it as like, um, <laughs> that sounded rude and confrontational. I don't mean I'll come off it, Michael. No, but like if you could come out of it as not a Brenda Walsh fan. Let's say you're just a general fan. Oh, no, that's impossible. I can't. That's like. <laughs> you can't separate the art from the artist. No, I cannot. Well, okay, what is what would you give it from? What do we do? What do we do? A to F? Yeah, a, I was going to yeah. give it a B plus. Wow. Because I, I honestly, the thing that I laughed at the most and I wanted to rewind it was when um, Tori and Brian Austin Green are getting a drink and then the bill comes and she's like, do you want to split it? And he's like, no, don't worry about that. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. Or like she says something like that, like, oh, thank you for thinking I was serious or whatever. I was like, that's great. Oh my God. This, the rating should be A++ because it turns you into a Tory stan. Miracles mm-hmm. happen every day, Allison. <laughs> and that is a miracle. It truly is. So that ends this. I'll, I'll watch the rest and I, I'm praying it gets better. And it will because Brenda Walsh is going to be in most of the episodes. So oh. my C will mm-hmm. go to a B plus. For sure. And eventually. My, and my B will go, my B plus will go to, maybe it'll fall. And maybe it'll fall down to a C because I'll be like, not enough Tory spelling in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so that ends this episode of this podcast. If yeah. you want to email us for whatever reason, you can at DTP at DListed.com. Mm-hmm. And happy anniversary, Allison. Happy birthday, Michael. Happy birthday. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>